if I was being picked on or whatever that like I wanted to escape that moment and acting allows you to do that. Like when, if you're an actor, you can be the, <laughs> like the badass, like who's not afraid to like stand up to people or um, to talk to the girl or whatever it is. Like that's something that if I was insecure in real life, I could pretend to be somebody who wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it, I just fell in love with that escapism. Um, in a similar way to reading like you you escape through reading you escape through acting but like in acting you like actually can become somebody that you're not welcome to behind the stays a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. It's 11.32 p.m. on a Thursday night, and you wake up in a panic. You forgot to send your guests the custom lockbox combination for your Airbnb, and you missed the 17 messages they sent saying that they couldn't get in because you enabled sleep mode on your iPhone. You know, to try and cut down on screen time before bed and all. After apologizing profusely and sending them a bottle of bubbly in hopes that they won't leave you a one-star review, you think to yourself, how do other hosts stay on top of guest communications? The answer? They use Guesty for hosts an easy-to-use rental management platform. With features like automated messages that send important communications to guests at the exact right times, you'll never have to jeopardize your beauty sleep again. Guesty for Hosts allows short-term rental hosts to manage listings from Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com in one calendar and send a series of automated messages before, during, and after the guests stay. The platform also has features that help you manage cleanings, build a custom booking website, and so much more. You can start your 14-day free trial today, no credit card or setup fee or commitment required, and you can cancel any time if you don't love it. And it gets even better. While getting started for the first time, use the discount code SPONSTANIUS for 20% off your first year. Again, that's SPONSTANIUS. Use that discount code at checkout for 20% off your first year. In just a moment, you'll meet Andrew Hunter, the creator of Airstream Island, a mid-century tropical hideaway in Atlanta, Georgia. Andrew is an actor. He will never forget the first time his mother took him to see Fiddler on the Roof. He was transfixed by the characters in the show, but even more bewildered by the fact that you could make money pretending to be someone you weren't. Fast forward a couple of decades and Andrew is pursuing his acting dream by day and Instagram influencing at night to help pay the bills. But after he meets the love of his life and proposes to her just two months later, Andrew realizes that in order to continue his acting dream, he's gonna need some supplemental income to support his family. And that's when the idea that would ultimately become Airstream Island was born. Tune in to hear the story behind how Andrew transformed his backyard into a tropical escape and how he grew it to become one of Atlanta's top rated Airbnbs. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Andrew. All right, Andrew, if 
I were to crash a happy hour with you and, and some of your closest friends, and if I were to ask your friends to tell me about Andrew, what is it that they'd say? Would they share a story immediately? What adjectives might they use to describe you? If I gave them a blank canvas where they could say anything about you, how would they start? I was talking to my wife about this question earlier today, and I was I was laughing because it, it you would be um, hard-pressed to find me in a situation where I was able to hang out with several of my closest friends at a happy hour because I feel like sometimes between the family and businesses, it's pretty rare. But I think that it... <laughs> Uh, if you in this imaginary hypothetical situation, if you if you were able to crash something like that, I think that they would probably uh, they, they would uh, call me maybe goofy. Uh, I think I'm pretty goofy in general. I mean, I think that's part of um, when I was growing up. I like uh, uh, so I, I was born with one pectoral muscle, which is actually huh. an interesting fun fact about me. I, I don't have the major or the minor. Um, and part of that, like added to some insecurities. And then on top of that, like my dad was in the military. So we moved around like all the time. I was always the new kid. Wow. Um, when we finally got into, we settled kind of in Kentucky when I was around like six. Um, and I started out being homeschooled and then like, you know, my mom was working at the same time. And so like my older sister was kind of trying to help me through the schooling part. And I ended up falling behind in English. So like my first year of school, I was in second grade in public school. And like, I was much further behind some of the other kids. And so wow. for the first couple of years, I was in like, um, I, like, I had to go for English to like this room where they were helping with other special needs kids, basically. So uh, because I was so far behind everyone else, but um, you know, many of those things are just like, you know, moving around a lot the pectoral thing that I was like self-conscious about as a kid and also like being a little bit behind in the English part of it, which kind of led into many of the other subjects as well. Um, cause the reading and writing was behind. So, uh, yeah, so I had a lot of insecurities and I think I kind of like turned towards being funny to huh. fill that void and try and like get people to like me. Um, but yeah, so it, it took like two years and then, it was funny in third grade, or I guess I was only one really. Like I, I was in that classroom where they had to like help me catch up with everyone else. And that, and my third grade teacher, uh, Miss Burnite, sat me next to like uh, a pretty girl in class, and it was just like for whatever reason that like brought out this like competitive side of me where I like wanted to. So I was like reading like all these books as soon as I, you know, I, I was reading as many as I could, trying to like you know, impress this girl that I was sitting next to uh, wow. in the third grade. So I ended up like in two years going from like needing special help to like being in the the honors classes. So it was just like <laughs> this weird, like, <laughs> but anyway, even, even throughout that, like around that third grade period was when I fell in love with acting. Huh? Um, so like, I remember, I mean, it makes grade, sense. I mean, I mean, Hey, you have to, yeah. you're, you're trying to impress the girl. You've, you've got to right, read, exactly. you've got to, you've got to like adopt this persona. That's a little bit yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I see yeah. that. And I, and I, my mom took me, or actually no, it was in school third grade. We went to go see Fiddler on the roof. Um, and I just like fell in love with it. I was like, Oh my gosh. There, Cause there's a lot of kids in that show. So yeah. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like those people are up there and like, people are like, clapping for them and laughing and crying and like all of these emotions. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. So 
and also like when I was a kid, we were uh, lower income. And so like, we didn't have, you know, everything that everyone else had, like at the time, like, you know, it's like most kids were wearing like name brand stuff and we were getting our clothes from Walmart. Yeah, so yeah. like there was just like a whole bunch of self-conscious things. But, and then I was, I remember like, because we didn't have any cable. So, but we lived down the street from my grandparents who did have cable. And so like, we would go over there several times a week and like, I would just go straight to the television and I was watching like, <laughs> um, I was watching like these Disney channel shows. Um, and I kept being like, wow, these guys are so bad at acting. I can totally do that better. Which I later found out that was like part of the direction is to make these kids bigger than they should be. So that like, it helps kids learn or like uh, regulate their emotions. So it's kind of over the top to begin with. And they're not necessarily bad actors. They're just being directed to do it that way. Um, but so, yeah, I was like, I fell in love with the acting and I it was a way to, uh, I felt like get people to like me huh. <laughs> maybe. So, yeah. So I, uh, in third grade and ever since then, it's been like 25 years. That's all I've ever wanted to do. Was wow. Be an actor. So, um, yeah, no, I think that if they were to describe me a little bit, my friends would probably say that I'm goofy and like I like to make people laugh, which just all came out of that insecurity as a kid from all of those things um, working together. But I feel like, I mean, like I hope that that's not all that people think about. I do think that um, that's a big part of who I am. Um, and to be honest, like that these last couple of years, friendship has kind of been on the back burner sure. between the pandemic and like raising two children and um, you know, trying to grow this business. Um, and then on top of that, it's like, I'm, I'm 31 and there's not a lot of other 31 year olds who have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And um, so the amount of friends that kind of understand that work life family balance yeah. are pretty, pretty minimal. Few and yeah. Between. Yeah. So I need, I'm like my closest friend, Cabell, uh, he, when he lived here, he had children as well. And so we connected on that, but then he moved to North Carolina to start this coffee company and it's doing amazing. So, um, yeah, he's, but we talk frequently mostly about crypto. And <laughs> <laughs> the things that 31 year old boys talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when they're not tending yeah. to their children, um, and, and their wives, <laughs> um, the, the, I, mean, I think that I think that they also probably see me as like a, a somebody who's like a dreamer almost to a fault. Like I think that I dreams to me like it's like I think that that's part of the reason why I loved creating what was back here because I could see it all. Yeah, I felt like I was like I knew what it was supposed to look like, and um, I just always I mean I love I love to dream. But this year, yeah, I'm getting back into working on the friendship side of things because like now that the airstream is kind of in autopilot and other life situations where it just makes it easier for me to be able to get out there. So I'm, I'm back in like acting classes and back with the theater people and the film people, which are kind of where I feel like I fit in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to talk all about airstream Island and the story behind yeah. that. And, but, but just a couple couple follow-up questions because you you gave us a lot of really interesting uh notes there and and yeah. insights into your life and and i would be remiss if i didn't unpack those in yeah, a little bit more detail so you are sitting with your mom watching fiddler on the roof and it 
compels you in this way that's perhaps, you know, a little bit unexpected, you're moved, right? And you say, I, I think I could do that, or or at least I, yeah. I want to do that. And, you know, I think as kids, right, everyone's got like, you know, whether they're watching a basketball game or a football game or they're watching, you know, a, a movie and, and they see something and they're like, I, I want to be that when I grow up. Like, it, it, you know, the, yeah. the, the there's something just captivating about um, inspirational people that are doing cool things that, you know, strike, strikes a chord with, with, with most kids. Yeah. It's another though to like hang on to that, especially especially to something that is like highly highly competitive and like a, what I would oh call, sort of call just like like it's an exclusive industry, so to speak, right? So like, yeah. how, like what 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 was it about entertainment that like stuck with you to the point where like you've you've dedicated your your life to like finding ways to make this dream come to fruition? So so unpack that for us just a little bit more. What, you know, what was it specifically about the industry that was that was so transfixing to you, and that has that has kept your focus for for twenty five years? Yeah, it was interesting. I was listening to this TED talk the other day that talks about like you know these five questions that if you answer it, it will help you find what your purpose is. And so, like instead of being like, oh, what do you do for a living? I would say like I'm an actor. Now I try. I it, there's a that is what I do. That's not my purpose. I feel like my purpose is more to, I, I like to create environments of story that help people escape the mundane. So that's what I say, which mm. is just it opens it up for like bigger questions. I, I create environments of story that help people escape the mundane, which is, it falls into the acting side of it. And it also falls into what I've created in my backyard. Cause it's like, it is a story in of itself. And it, uh, it, it is escapism. I mean, I, I think that like, yeah, there was just this huge part of me who was like, felt, you know, like if I was being picked on or whatever that like I wanted to escape that moment and acting allows you to do that. Like mm. if you're an actor, you can be the, <laughs> like the badass, like who's not afraid to like stand up to people or um, to talk to the girl or whatever it is. Like that's something that if I was insecure in real life, I could pretend to be somebody who wasn't. Um huh. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, I just fell in love with that escapism. Um, it's in a similar way to reading, like you, you escape through reading, you escape through acting, but like in acting, you like actually can become somebody that you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's that, interesting. It, that's very, very interesting. And it's it's also interesting thinking about the the parallels and, and really the connection between, between yeah. acting and entertaining and crafting uh, – uh, you know, an experience, uh, an experiential yeah. stay, right? And so, uh, I don't know that I would have ever correlated the two before, but it it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, yeah, I mean, and, I think that's the cool part about like finding what you think your purpose is. Is yeah. that it doesn't necessarily have to mean you do one thing. Like you can take your purpose and put it into other parts of your life as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think in the example he gave was like in the, in the TED talk was. Um, instead of saying I'm a kid's book writer, you say like, I, uh, I can't remember his exact wordings, but it was something along the lines of like, I help kids fall asleep so that they can dream. I, it was something along those lines, but instead of saying like, I'm a, ch I'm a children's author. He's yeah. like, I uh, produce dreams for children or something, <laughs> something along those lines where it's like, that's his purpose. He is a writer, but his purpose is to help kids fall asleep faster and have more interesting dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Super, cool. super interesting. Yeah, you'll have to send me that TED Talk. I'd, I'd like to give it a listen. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. So when does this idea 
for an Airbnb first begin to percolate? Like walk us through where you were, what you were doing and, and why you decided to, to venture out on this path. Yeah. So I guess it, again, it ties back to acting just a little bit. I, I graduated from college where I had a musical theater degree and a film directing degree and then immediately moved out to LA and I was working as an assistant to an actor out there and uh, his dad was his manager. And I remember him like emphasizing the importance of social media hmm. to like, as an, as an actor, like he was, he was talking about how, um, like uh, as far as casting or producers go, like they want to see that the actor has some sort of following because it means that like when you sell that product, there will be people who want to watch it. Um, and so, you know, I graduated in 2013 from college and like for the next like three years, like I was spending hours a day, like working on how can I, you know, uh, increase my following, like produce something that people want to see, um, yeah, so I, I really focused probably way too much time on my social media because at the end of the day, I knew that if he's saying that's going to help me make it as an actor, then that is what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's also I it's also LA. one one of the things that I would imagine like one of the few things that you can control right in in right. the industry right like there's so much that's outside of your control. You can show up, you can Absolutely. you know uh, you know sh- show up for for auditions and whatnot, but like. You know, it, there's only so much you can do there. But we, what you exactly. can do online, like you have a lot of power over how you craft and portray yourself online. So that that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. So I worked really hard on that, and then like I ended up taking this. Um, you know, I was uh, six months out of college, so I was only in LA for like six months, and I was offered this role at this theater called Sight and Sound Theaters in Branson, Missouri, and they like do these like biblical productions that are like. Uh, $40 million, like Jonah was the one that I wow. booked. Um, so I, I played the understudy of Jonah, um, which we were doing seven shows a week. So I would go on twice a week and like just relieve the primary actor. Yeah. Uh, seven shows a week is insane. Um, but yeah, so this show, so I was playing the understudy and like, you know, in the two years that I was there, 800,000 people saw the show. So wow. like a lot of people came to see it. And every time I would go on Instagram and look at the like location tag for sight and sound. And if someone posted about being there, I would like comment and be like, Hey, thanks for coming. And then they would <laughs> go to my profile and see that I was playing Jonah. And then they would like follow along. Um, some of them, I mean, obviously not everyone, but I, I gained a lot of followers that way. Okay. Through, like just being one of the leads in this, uh, in this musical. And so, so from there, I started, I think I remember leave when we, I, I had that job for two years, you know, I did the show 670 times or whatever, Jeez. and it kind of just got burnt out a little bit. Um, and then, so I decided I want to go back to making movies, uh, in television. So I met my wife while I was there. Um, and so that's when, when we met, okay, buddy. <laughs> Isn't that your son? What's his name? That's my five-year-old. It is Randy. He Randy is looking for his helmet. No, not in here. Oh gosh. Um, that's that. This is the life of a five-year-old. I this love it. Why, I love it. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Kids is, are awesome. I'm not a five-year-old. <laughs> this is the life of having a five-year-old. Um. Okay. So back to the yeah. So we met. We met on Tinder. It was uh, a crazy story. We had. We both had the app for one day. Um, we met each other and then deleted it. And two months later we were engaged. <laughs> wow, dude, um, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> not we, typically yeah, what yeah. happens on that app, at least for the first couple of no. times. Yeah. 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 Well, well, so I think like at that time it was like, we knew like our friends were like, it's kind of a hookup app, but like, 
if you don't use it that way and you're just looking to, cause I was in a new city and I didn't yeah. know anyone. You know anyone so yeah. I was like, I just want to meet, meet people. And that was an easy way to do it. So we literally both had the app for one day and met and then, I was like, all right, I'm going to marry this girl. So <laughs> we got engaged. Yeah, we got engaged two months later. And then six months after that, after the engagement, so eight months from meeting, we were married. Wow. Dude, um, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, really, that's, a we, big, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a kind of, it just plays, I wrote this <laughs> essay in like sixth grade that was called My Life is a Sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I mean, I, I literally felt like my life was like, like all the things that were happening. I was one of five kids. My grandmother like moved in with us. And like, I just felt like every day I was like, I, there's gotta be cameras around here somewhere because this just feels like it's being written so comically. And I feel like that part of my life, meeting my wife and falling in love that quickly just seems like it's off of a TV show. <laughs> it doesn't really feel real. Dude, have you, have you published that? Have you published the essay? I have not. I don't even know if I can find it. I'd have to go. Actually, I have like a whole, a big Tupperware of like, I was one of those kids who like saved everything. I was like, <laughs> this is, I'm going to want to read this when I'm 30. Yeah, you never know. Kind of you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, um, hey, if you find it, publish it because uh, that. I, I mean, will definitely. That's a yeah. That's a great title to talk about. Like a, a wonderful headline. Um, I yeah, I like it. My I life like is it. a sitcom. I yeah. think uh, maybe I'll write that into a sitcom someday. There you It'll go. be like a Truman Show meets um, How I Met Your Mother. There you go. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm sold. I'm sold. It's it's great. Um, so anyway, I met my wife. We moved in together when we were married, and we uh, immediately were trying to think of ways to like because we were kind of like ships passing in the night. It was like she worked. And sorry, you know, what six a.m. And was she was she acting as well, or sorry, what? what no, she's okay. a nurse. She's a nurse. Yeah, okay, she, okay. She, she, yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she was working the day shift, and my like first show started at like eleven a.m., and then I wasn't home until eleven. So we would see each other like an hour in the morning and an hour at night. Jeez, and, like, yeah. I was like, "There's got to be a way for us to not have to do this anymore." Um, but after, yeah, after being there a year, we I decided they were moving on to the next musical, which was Moses at the time. And I was like, you know what? I think I'd rather go back to TV and film. So we were looking between LA and New York and Atlanta. And obviously Atlanta is way more cost-effective. So we chose here, but prior to that, we were thinking about trying to do some sort of Airbnb in Missouri. Uh, but uh, yeah, we just, we weren't really interested in having people inside of our house yeah, at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it didn't really work out there, but I kept like, you know, chipping away at financial stuff because I started making money uh, off of my Instagram. And so, um, and, and what were I you doing? Kept, were you just, were you doing Instagram ads or like, how are you? Yeah. Like influencing, influencing stuff. Also. So okay. like I started with just like someone would send me a candle and then I would post about it and make like 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it just kept growing from there because every time that company would post my photo, like I would gain a couple more followers and then, uh, it just kept growing, just and the, then we the finally pure raw organic growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and but unfortunately, at that time, because Instagram wasn't the way it is now, this is before the big algorithm change. Like at that time, people were just following everyone. Yeah, they were like, yeah. "Oh, this guy, he he has some followers and takes good pictures. I'm following him." Yeah. So like, I recently like deleted so many followers because some of them hadn't like they followed me in 2016, but then never used the app again. Yeah. They were just, yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, we moved to Atlanta and uh, immediately got pregnant, which is crazy. Cause 
both of our doctors told us we couldn't. So that's wow. a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we both, we had a, um, like, and that was part of the leading back to the friendship thing was like, you know, we were newlyweds and like immediately six months after getting married, found out that we were pregnant. And yeah. so like, we basically were only married for like a year without having kids. And yeah. so it just kind of, we started making friends with singles and like couples and, then like now we're like oh wait we have a child now so <laughs> got to change up the friend group again. yeah yeah can we meet at 9 a.m. instead of 9 p.m. Exactly. yeah yeah that's so funny I posted a story today about <laughs> I just just like a meme I'm someone being like is it cool if we meet at 9 p.m. and in the face it's just like I uh, no <laughs> like, I'm asleep I'm sorry yeah. um anyway so yeah we moved so here you moved to Atlanta and yeah. And, and like immediately moved into like a cool apartment, um, way like, like the, more expensive than owning a home because we didn't think we were having kids anytime soon. But then like when we found out we were pregnant, we had to break our lease and we bought this house, um, which was like the best thing that's ever happened to us. Cause we immediately, I was like, all right, well now we have some space yeah, yeah. where we can put something in our backyard and try and start having, uh, an Airbnb. And so like within moved here in 2016, I think like 2017, we bought the Airstream, but then it took us two years to get it going. Okay. But so it just kind of grew out of like, originally it was a way for us to like, just try and make extra income. And uh, then when we moved here, it just became, it was like, we actually have a place to like make this a thing where it's, yeah. it's like its own entity. <laughs> so, so just to just to um, just yeah. to kind of set the stage a little bit for for listeners, so you you know there's there's one thing to you know buy an air it's one thing to buy an airstream kind of throw it in the backyard and like you know deck it out make it kind of a cool little escape. What you guys have done is is a lot more than that. Uh, it's like it's like a true oasis. It's it's a true sort of like full fledged experience. So you know talk to yeah. us about at what point you go from hey this is this is going to be a helpful way to make a few extra bucks to like whoa, like, what if we actually designed something truly unique and, uh, and, and you know, crafted a, a true experience as opposed to just a place to, to crash for a couple nights? Yeah, um, I think, it, like, I, I don't know that I ever thought it was going to be as big as it is now. Um, but, like, thankfully, my wife was, like, making a good amount of money where, like, we didn't even need the income from the Airbnb. But because of that, we were able to put every dollar we made off of it right back into it. Yeah. Um, which was great because, well, and then some, we put more than, than like basically for the last three years, we've been putting a lot more than we're making off of it. But now like starting like this year, it's finally like, I don't know that there's anything else I can do to it. Well, except I do have some plans, but let's be honest. Um, yeah, so I, I just started to build and like we created this Instagram for it and like started really resonating with people. I think that like the like the tropical like theme that we had back there was just a form of escapism for people, which leads me back to like, uh, you know, m you know, my what I feel like my purpose is, is to create this environment that tells a story and helps people escape the mundane, which is especially during the pandemic it like really took off because all of these people are trapped in their apartments in the city of Atlanta and we're like 14 miles to downtown so it's like they can get here in 20 minutes and just take like a weekend away yeah um and 
and so like as the instagram started to grow it like um we just were able to make more money off of it and put more money back into it and i felt like you know we had these banana trees back here when we moved in and like um it just has this really tropical feel which is while atlanta is a subtropical climate you don't really have banana trees and like palm trees everywhere <laughs> like that's just but we you know we you know we planted some palm trees we have like 200 other plants back there wow. that we all i and my wife hand dug which took us forever but i mean it we wanted to create like we're, we're huge disney people mm. we love disney world and the polynesian resort and like you know the tiki tiki room at disney world and then jungle cruise and like we just love like being immersed in this environment which uh the other part of it was i didn't really want to have an airbnb where people were like just looking for a pace place to crash i kind of wanted our place to be the destination mm. um and it turned into that after a little bit where people were like flying in from out of state um and just kind of wanting to have like this <laughs> i mean they had other things they were doing in atlanta as well but like they were coming in and staying at our place and like spending most of their time here in the backyard just like pretending they're on an island um wow. which is it's yeah it's been a lot of so fulfilling and like it brings me a lot of joy because i know that back to the story part of it is like i feel like you know when people leave this place it's it has then become a part of their story and a, a, like we've had someone be engaged here we've had like uh it, it's just a lot of people are will, will come through and like talk to me about how it's encouraged them to want to put something in their backyard like in fact dozens of people who have said like i think i'm going to try and do something like this where i'm at and i'm like wow. i love that um because it's i built it to share it with other people i mean i'm lucky enough that like on a few days a week where we're not booked we can go back there and enjoy it ourselves but the majority of it is being used by other people besides us so yeah yeah and so yeah. as you as you brought this this space to life like what what aspect was was most challenging i mean you you were digging hundreds of plants holes for hundreds of plants like i imagine that that was you know quite quite intense the the landscape design like what what was what oh my was, gosh yeah. what was hardest about the project so there's been there's been a couple things first of it was the financial so we bought it in um 2017 i think i said and it took us till 2019 to get it up and running to a point where like, I felt like people would come stay and leave a good review. I, yeah. mean, I had people in my life trying to tell me like, dude, you just need to get it up. You know, if you have a mattress in there and a toilet, people will come stay at a cheap price and you can like use that money. But I was like to continue to improve it. But I, I just like had, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, but I also like didn't want to open it up to people if I didn't feel like it was worthy of five stars. Yeah. So it yeah. took us two years two years to get it to a point where I was like, all right, I think people will book this and, and enjoy their stay. I mean, I, I didn't want it to be, yeah, I, I just didn't want it to be like half done. I kind of yeah. wanted it to feel, and even when we had it going, like at that point, we didn't have the pool. We didn't have the bridge. We didn't have the hot tub. We didn't have the sauna. So it was like, it was just like the airstream inside was done and we had a little place for a fire pit, but then like we just kept adding to it after it was going so to the point where it is now with like the outdoor shower and just um yeah i mean I, but so that was the difficult part was i 
we, financially, like we hit a couple road bumps, like we thought we were going to be able to finish it. And then we had to replace our roof, which was like, geez, first quote we got was like $21,000 to replace our roof. Cause it's like a flat roof. So they had to, um, there's like special roofing, but it's not shingles. It's like a, um, can't even remember. What Just, yeah, some, ISO, some expensive, a special yes. material. Yeah. So our, yeah, we got quoted 21,000. I was like, Oh my gosh, we're never going to get anything done. And then we found somebody to do it for 12, which, um, was nice. So, we, but it still put like, a, like that took us back like six months. Yeah. when we thought we were going to be able, or maybe even more than that at this point, I don't even remember, but it, it, so that was difficult. And then finding somebody that is willing to do contract work on an Airstream is just not easy. I mean, it's very uh, custom. Like yeah. the, for instance, the finding somebody to tile a shower in there with a curved piece of metal. So they have to like cut everything on a curve, the tiles. And it, like, it took us forever to find wow. somebody to do it. And then like, I had one contractor who was out here working on stuff. And then at one point he just like... <laughs> left he's like, left all his tools this is too much yeah i was like i know I was <laughs> you like, broke uh, him you okay. broke him yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i'm just finding people that were willing to work on it i mean part of the problem is it's in a very oh man getting that thing back there was the biggest pain we had we went through four different types of vehicles and eventually like there was this like cheap wrangler that was souped up with like towing material on the front of it so it was able to like maneuver it it's like behind a tree anyway it took us two weeks to get that in place oh my um, gosh. and then and then since it was in place it was like we found people that were willing to work on the airstream but they wanted us to bring the airstream to them and i was like this airstream is never leaving this spot it will be here <laughs> until it's gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so that was it was just difficult getting to where it's at and then you know once it was running pretty easy i mean we had a couple bad guests but as we were able to raise our price to a better price point we didn't really have to deal with them anymore yeah yeah and on that note you know how did you go about finding people that were willing to help outfit the airstream where like were you just googling a bunch of stuff or like like how did you find these contractors yeah i mean i ended up having to just like look specifically for tylers and just like go through several different people until someone was like yeah i think i can do that <laughs> <laughs> so, there's no like there's no like airstream tylers.com or anything like that huh <laughs> i mean there are like i feel like there's actually like several people in georgia now that like renovate airstreams um but when i was trying to do it three years ago i guess it just wasn't as big as it is right now yeah um, but also again they would have wanted me to bring it to them yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I basically had to find somebody that had never worked in an RV before, but was able to do it. <laughs> so how how big is is the actual backyard? Because you you've got a lot back there. You've got the you've got the airstream. You've got this pool. You've got this hot tub. You've got this cool bridge. You've got it's, this fire pit. Like what it what is the size of your lot? It's, it's not. I mean, I think we're on a fourth of an acre, but half of it's in the front yard. So okay. uh, I mean, it's not like an eighth of an acre. Maybe I don't even. It's it's not that big back there, but yeah. it just kind of all fits perfectly i mean it's like you can walk in less than a minute to all the spots it's not like it's yeah. not too far apart but it kind of works because it does feel like you walk I mean you walk over a bridge to get back there and so it feels like this little tiny island <laughs> yeah yeah no and, and and it's incredible and i know that our, our listeners can't see the, you know the content but obviously we'll link to to instagram and your, your yeah. airbnb listing below but yeah it, it does look like this 
very very cool oasis and i like i, w- I was struggling to figure out like okay how big is this like because it because yeah. there is there is a lot of stuff but it also doesn't look like it's like cramped like i, I feel like you guys no. did perfect perfect job of yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just enough um you know without without being overkill where you feel like oh like you're walking you know two steps to 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 your place right. from the fire pit well and, the, and like that was kind of the cool thing about seeing the transition is that when we moved in back there it like started as a slope at the top of the hill and just ran all the way down because of the way we like put in the retaining walls it now has like one two three four different levels to it so like the pool's on the bottom level then the airstream and then you go up a level to the hot tub and then there's a fourth level where the sun is so it kind of like it's, yeah. It makes it look like it's bigger just because they're on different. Yeah, points. yeah, um, yeah. That's super, super interesting. Now, did yeah. you like, like, how did you, did you have a whole vision for this that you had drawn out, and then it was like, all right, I just need somebody to execute this, or like, did the, did the, did the vision sort of like evolve over time? Like, talk to us it, a little it bit about. Definitely yeah. evolved over time. I mean, I, I could like picture everything in my head how I kind of wanted it, but like, um, yeah, it started with you know, having the Airstream back there, but it was still sloped all the way down and the Airstream was flat. And then like, I was like trying to describe this to some of the contractors who were doing like the, like there's many things I did by myself back there. But then when you think about a retaining wall where there was five guys back there for like four days working for eight hour days, I was like, this would take me a year to build this retaining (laughs) wall and it would probably cost me more money. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they built the retaining wall, but like that first retaining wall changed a lot back there. It like kind of cut out the pad for where the airstream is, and then um, adding the second retaining wall changed it even more. So it's like, yeah, it took a while, but I think like each step I was like, hey, this, this is what I want it to look like. Yeah, yeah. And I had to like, I'm not an artist, so I can't draw at all. So I had to just kind of describe it to the workers and be like, this is kind of what I want it to look like. <laughs> Wow. Um, I mean, that that's very impressive. That's, that's, it's very impressive that with like a, a relatively, you know, small space, you're able to kind of craft something, bring something to life that truly does feel like this, this escape. Um, you know, you, right. in a lot of, a lot of your reviews talk about how like, wow, like who would have thought I was like even in Atlanta? Like it does, it, it, it feels like you are uh, yeah. on a tropical this- island and that's, incredible and the that, last that's not accidental is yeah. one of my favorites yeah oh well I, I i definitely wanted it to feel that way like this dominique was posted this yesterday and says wow all i can say is wow <laughs> grab your favorite exotic records and head to your weekend paradise this is truly a place of joy and creativity i'm still pinching myself after the experience and thinking about how much i want to return so much love and attention to detail went into this space and i hope to return again um I don't want to spoil any surprises, but do yourself a favor and book longer than one night too. I wish, which by the way, like I do feel like it's not fully experienced without two days because mm. it's like, it's a wood burning hot tub, which takes like almost five hours for me to heat it. And so typically the hot tub is like an 8 PM type thing. So yeah, like people yeah. check in at four and then the hot tub's ready by eight. Um, but then like, if you want to use the sauna and you want to use the hot tub, it's like, you kind of need the day, yeah, the next day to experience those things. Um, which is why I didn't really want people coming just for one night and like using it as a place to crash. I wanted them to experience everything. Yeah. And like, if you wanted to also create a fire, it's like, there's five things that you can experience like between the, so there's the sauna, the hot tub, the pool, the fire, that's four. 
and I guess just inside the industry. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, um, I mean, there's it's it, it's it's a lot that that you can do, and you want you want people to have the full experience, right? Like you you right. poured your you know blood, sweat, and tears into this place to make it special yeah. and unique, and you want to make sure that you know people people have the opportunity at least to to experience Absolutely. it all before they leave. Yeah, for sure. So what about what about you know what's been most rewarding so you've hinted at a couple things um already you it sounds like you've yeah. learned a lot uh, through through the oh, process man. but like what yeah, when you think I, about the project like what, what what's been what's been most rewarding about it yeah I, mean, I think i touched on some of these things earlier but between like between the photo shoots and the music videos and the film productions and the guests we've had almost or like over a thousand people that have walked through the airstream door in three years which wow. is like that's incredible. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like over 300 people a year, but again, like some of that will be like a production with like 20 people back there in one night, but it's, um, it's just, it's rewarding to see how many people it's started to like affect. And like the people who are doing photo shoots and music videos back there getting to see that my creativity is helping somebody else with their creativity, yeah. which is, it's really rewarding. Cause it's, it's not even like it's, it's not for me it's for other people um and and that's just really encouraging to me that they are wanting to create in the space that i created yeah and and i i want to i want to just touch on this too because um you know you're you're talking about how people are using this space for things other than you know just a, a place to stay so you 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 have people come out there for photo shoots and to shoot you know music videos and, and whatnot like where where did that where did that idea come from like did you just wake up one day and think huh I wonder if this could be like a cool, a cool set. Like, like where did you list the space for that? Or like, like wh what's the story behind that? Yeah. So it just, it started, like, I was really big into <laughs> Instagram. I, I like, and it's funny cause now like I've completely, I went from being like this influencer, which I just hate that word to now I'm just an actor who does other things, which is what I wanted. Um, but I, I knew that when I was creating the space, uh, when I was creating it, that the way it was going to grow and more people would come to it is if it was something that people would want to post about. Hmm. Hmm. So like if you're on, if you're staying in an Airbnb and you post about it and then like, they, let's say they have 500 followers or 200 followers. And of those 200 people, there's like three of them that are like, wow, I'd like to stay there. I mean, like if, if you have a thousand people come through in three years and each of them gets like, three other people because they post about it to be interested in it. Then like you start to, it grew really quickly. Yeah. Um, which, so I, I just wanted it to be very picturesque and tell a story and like want, I wanted people to want to take pictures there. Um, and we started kind of like, I invited a few different influencers because at that time I was one and I had friends who were also influencers. So I'd be like, Hey man, you want to come stay? I'll give it to you for free if you post about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like those people had like 20,000 followers. So uh, they would like, I would, I don't know, maybe I gained like 50 followers from that post. And of those 53 people would book. So it made sense to give away one free night to gain to three, three paid yeah. nights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and after, I think we probably had like over the course of two years, like maybe 20 different influencers stay. Um, and then, and then it was like, people were sometimes like influencers were coming to stay and posting about it without me giving it to them for free. So they, they were like paying to be there Wow! on top of that paying to do the photo shoot because it's an additional fee. And then 
also promoting about it it. yeah so it was like (laughs) it was such a huge win because yeah i mean then a lot of people and like uh, i would always say like hey if you want to take pictures on your phone completely free but if you're bringing like a professional camera and lights and like you have a photographer and you're the model or whatever you know i was charging them to to take the photos yeah and so which makes a lot of sense yeah yeah i mean i i knew that that is what um what people were wanting to come for. And so I was like, uh, and yes, there was probably 20 times over the three years where somebody would like bring a professional camera. And I was like, ah, man, Um, I didn't like really get on them for it because I was like, just please tag us. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Don't want to like, uh, that being said, if you do that from here on out after listening to this, (laughs) you will be charged. Yes. The disclaimer, the full disclaimer. Yes. (laughs) Um, no, but I, there's, there's certain times where like, I, I, I just want people to want to come and create. So if people can't afford it, like I'm willing to work with them on the prices and like, be like, Hey, well, what can you afford? What's your budget for your production? I want, cause as a, an actor, producer, filmmaker myself, like I get yeah. that when you're starting out you just don't have the money to pay for all of those things. Um, and I, I want them to come create that's So yeah, we generally will work on people with their prices and yeah. what they can afford. Well, and, and what I love about this, and I think is is especially relevant to our listeners, is like it's other it's you're you're, you're tapping into other vehicles through which you can make money by using your space in different cool ways that that is still like right. authentic to to sort of the the mission and and the vision of the space, right? right? And it's like, hey. If you've got somebody who, if you don't have a booking that night, it's like, wh- why not use the space for the day and let this be a part of somebody's, you know, somebody's art. Yeah. It's just, it's it. And I think that a lot, a lot of Airbnbs are also in, not, not everyone, obviously, but like a lot of them are, are cool. Like there's, there's a plethora of tree houses and like very right. cool, like, you know, bungalow stays other, other places that, that, you know, my wife and I have spent the last year living on, living on Airbnb like full time and. It's been, you know, the, some of the places that we've encountered, it does feel like you're like on the set of a movie or it feels like, oh, right. wow, this is like this is truly an Instagram worthy stay. Um, and it, it's funny because I, I don't feel like a lot of hosts have sort of figured out at, at least yet how to how to potentially tap into, the, you know, some of these other markets. Yeah, it's 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 huge for me to just like, I, I mean, I keep pointing it back to my purpose but i just feel like i want people to escape the mundane and like tell a story and be a part of a story and like so that's why i I wanted i wanted to expand that as much as possible the more people that see it the more people that want to come do stories here so like when you invite a photographer in and they have a following or they don't have a following but you and even so like i would gain content yeah every time yeah exactly like 50 new photos that i could use to post um which would just help with the growing of the uh, of the following on social media, and uh, ultimately, I just wanted to get to a place where, like, I could move, I could create the space to create income, so that I could move back to what I really wanted to do. What well, meanwhile, like, while I was building all this, I was still auditioning and booking things. Last year was a great year. I did a couple of different films and to be in red notice with the rock which was just nice and ryan reynolds ryan reynolds was in he was in my scene and it was just so much fun um but what speaking of which 
Speaking of film again, which I probably have spoke about the entire time because I'm very passionate about it in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> Wait, what? I am what? writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a horror comedy about the Airstream. Uh, and like my neighborhood and just like, it's, uh, I'm really excited about it because I get to use my backyard as like the main focal point of the set. And it just, because everything I've done back there, it really ups the production value because it looks like the movie and it has been written for, <laughs> for the space. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Otherwise people would be like, wow, they built all that to make this movie. <laughs> that would be a lot of work. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! I, also that's hilarious. Wow, dude. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm excited. This this is just, I mean, this this is all so cool, and I, I I love what I love so much about your your story, Andrew, and, and what you've built is that it's all sort of this like extension of of this core value, this core this core mission of yours, you know, which which is rooted in helping people escape the mundane, as you've said several times, which I love, by the way. And what what's yeah. what's so cool about this is that I think it's just a testament to people that like, hey, you're your identity as as a creative as a creator can look like a lot of different things and even oh, yeah. if it looks piecemealed at first right give, give it a second look and the, and then you start to see how it all works together right like you yeah. you're you're designing these incredible cool experiences so that people can break out of what they know and 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 their routines and their rituals and you know, in the same way that people fall into a movie, right, and fall into the story of a movie, they can fall into a new story, fall into new perspectives, yeah, at this space that you created, and that's and that's just remarkable. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. I, I like, I, it's, it's, man, it's just more than I could have hoped for. Really, I mean, it definitely one hundred percent started as a way where I could help make money for the family so that my wife wouldn't have to work the job that she didn't want to work and that I could pursue acting on a full scale. Because, and I knew that like at that phase, when you're starting out in your acting career, which I would say starting out, but I'm, I've been doing it for 25 years, but as <laughs> moving to this industry and like trying to get into TV and film, like, I mean, I probably in the last six years have done almost 300 auditions and most of them are two line roles. So like, it's just like, that's where I'm at. So yeah. I'm able to like create this while also still giving my full attention to acting. But now I know that I can go a hundred percent into acting and just, um, anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a really, and have this working you know, in the background. Yeah. To, to help continue right. to, to, to accelerate. Yeah. That's great. My, yeah. my, my last question for you, man, is just, you know, around what, what's next with, with Airstream Island. Like, have you guys, have you guys thought about, Ooh, should we do another one or like, you know, like <laughs> what does it look like to even create like an Airstream Island like experience elsewhere? Have you thought about that? Have you, you know, seriously entertained any of these, yeah, any of these so, ideas? Or, um, yeah. Because of the success of the one in the backyard uh, a year ago during the pandemic, we actually bought a second one. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And uh, it spent some time getting solar put on because I wanted to have it so that, I could put it basically anywhere and not have to worry about hooking it up to electricity. We use composting yeah. toilets in both of them. So it doesn't hook up to sewage. It doesn't have to hook up to electricity now at the other one. Um, and we spent some time trying to find a location for that. Um, we made an offer at a house in the neighborhood, lost to a cash buyer, as most people have experienced in this market right now. <laughs> um, but finally, we found a place that we um, 
it's in Decatur, which is not too far from here, 20 minutes, and it's up on Airbnb as well, but we are completely hands-off. So um, we post about it like once a week on our social media to try and help get some people in there. But um, yeah, we we uh, have it on another uh, like a family's property and she actually manages Airbnbs. That's what she does. So wow. um, she is managing this one. And I just kind of like, like yesterday I went to go try and fix a heating problem in the Airstream. Um, but really I only go over there like once a month and we just take a percentage of the profits and um, it's been kind of nice because I, like I said, I want to dive more into acting, but you know, that one is making us some money, but not as much as the one in our backyard, but it's also something that like, you know, when we want to go on a vacation, we can just pull it out of the property and take this airstream out and, you know, boondock it because we have solar and, um, yeah, we. I, at first, I was like bummed that we couldn't find a property for it because we looked for like six months. Yeah. Um, but I realize now that like, had that have happened, and we found a property, we would have been locked into like two or three or four or more years of like creating that space. And I, I really think I just want to focus on my acting career at this point. So it's it's just nice to have that second property. It's completely paid off already, and it um, is just making us some income every yeah. month that we don't really have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Hey, I mean, but that... if I, if I were to create something else, I don't know that it would be another Airstream Island. It would okay. probably, I had an, I don't know if I should give my ideas out there because I don't want to somebody stealing oh, come them, on, but there was this come idea. On. <laughs> I did have this idea. One, one property we found was in like a not so great part of town. And if this actually happens, I'm going to be kind of bummed, but it wasn't, it wasn't a truly passionate idea. I think it was just something that I thought was a good idea. So it was in a not so great part of town. So I was like, well, how can we make the people feel safe in a not so great part of town? I was like, well, we could build these like six foot fences around it with like barbed wire. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of off putting. But then I was like, what if we made it like a walking dead theme? And so like everything inside was like dilapidated. And like, there was like a place where you could learn how to throw axes and like, um, just like this, a theme built around like, post-apocalyptic but yeah. then there's like an airstream that you can sleep in um which i still think is a great idea but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it was just like i didn't want to i didn't really want to put all that time into making it a reality anyway that's not the best idea that i feel like i have so that's one that i feel like i could give away for free so if someone wants to make it just send me some royalties yeah, yeah. um <laughs> credit this podcast yeah yeah right no th- <laughs> i mean there's plenty of other I- i'd love to make a boutique hotel someday yeah that would be sick um i actually had another idea for like um i'm giving out all my ideas today there's this lot over here that's in a floodplain um and it was selling for super cheap like eight thousand dollars for this whole like half an acre in the neighborhood like right across the street but the reason why it was so cheap is because it's in a floodplain and nobody's allowed to build on it Uh, so my idea my idea was to get a houseboat (laughs) build like some decking (laughs) systems around it and just like, obviously, if it floods, it doesn't really matter. It'll just raise the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, I but, love that. But it could be this like cool area where like you stay in the houseboat and there's like a deck around it. And like, it's similar to the Airstream, but just the boat. I don't know. That's brilliant. Awesome. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> Dude, you're yeah. full of ideas. I, lo- I love this. Well, Andrew, this has been this has been a blast. Um, I love the way that yeah, you're... Man. 
I love the way that your mind works. Um, this is this is really cool. Thank you for thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. For folks that want to get in touch um, and learn a little bit more about you and and what you're doing, what you're building, we'll we'll have links to your website and Instagram below in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, you can just scroll on down to the show notes and you can go to airstreamisland.com and then also find uh, Andrew and Airstream Island on Instagram. But any anywhere else, folks should reach out if they want to get in touch. Um, I mean, we're airstreamisland at gmail.com, but, uh, yeah, airstream Island is our social Instagram. My personal is at Rue Hunter, R E W Hunter. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd love if you have questions about it, I get, I started doing like some consultation stuff where if like people really wanted, um, I'd charge like $50 an hour for you. Like just pick my brain and ask me questions and I'll help you try and set up a Thing in your backyard I, I think that that's another part of the business that i could possibly grow in the future yeah. where like we just help people curate their backyards yeah to make like a i was gonna suggest experience. that i was gonna suggest that because that, i think that that is <laughs> that that is something like there's a ton of people you know in the in the space trying to do like you know design consulting and you know get rich quick yeah. tips for airbnb and all that jazz you know but but it's it's there's a lot of people with backyards um that might want to do right. something like this but just to, don't even have the faintest idea of where to start so i i love that idea um so yeah. if, if you guys are listening to this and you haven't already done so be sure to <laughs> click through to the the airbnb listing so you can check out the photos of of what andrew um has has been able to build and yeah, reach out if you if you want some of his uh, his brilliant ideas. He already shared two free ideas. So if those are the free <laughs> ones, I can't imagine what the paid I, ones I are. I really <laughs> want to do the boat one. There's another property that just, one of the house burned down. So there's another property in a flood zone and it's been way overpriced. But if it ever comes down, I'm thinking about it. All right. All right. Anyway, man. Well, thank hey, you man, so much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, same to you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe. Um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.